Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. None of us can make any sense of this Cardinals team. So we're calling in an expert. John Denton is a Cardinals beat writer for MLB.com. You can and should be following him on Twitter at John Denton 555. And now he's going to be joining us regularly here on 101 ESPN. And we are thrilled to have him now on the 101 ESPN hotline. John, we appreciate the time as always, man. I hope San Francisco, the city is treating you well right now. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, BK. How are you? We're we're hanging in there. You know, it's it's a little touch and go uh, once once the locker room opens every night. But uh, hey, it's a great city. Uh, it, it is. It's a fantastic city. It looks like it's a little cold out there, but it's fun nonetheless. Let's start there, John. Uh, we'll get into some of the individual decisions, the individual moments. But you're inside of that clubhouse night tonight, right now on this road trip. What are the vibes like right now around this team? Ex- bring us into the clubhouse with you. What what's the situation right now? You know, BK, uh, after games, players are usually starving. Like, they, they eat at uh, 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon and try not to eat during the game because they're so active and that sort of thing. So first thing they do when they go in the locker room is, is all go to the lunchroom and eat. And last night, walking past that lunchroom, there were probably 15 people in there eating, and there was not a sound being made. Nobody was talking to each other. There were no laughs, no jokes. You know, that was, that was a team that was rattled. They, they thought they had, they had a win last night, a much-needed win. They hit well. They they got good starting pitching. They did it, you know, seven eighths of everything right, and then it went bad at the end. And you know, this team keeps getting bitten by the two strike pitch. Uh, you know, they're 29th in the league in home runs allowed with two strikes. They're 29th in the league in average allowed with two strikes. And you know, Ryan Helsley, a guy who we all know who can throw the ball 104 miles an hour through three straight sliders, and uh, you know, Blake Sable, the guy who hit the home run, said that he knew earlier in the night that, that Genesis Cabrera hit through him only off-speed pitches. So he was looking off-speed there, and sure enough, he got it and hit it out of the park. So, John, uh, we've been we've been dealing with this all all morning since the start of our show of people looking at it and talking about Alimar Mall and thinking that a lot of this is on him from a manager's perspective and you've seen Ali from the success he had last year to what he's been doing this season and the struggles that they've gone through are you seeing any difference in terms of Alimar Mall as a manager from last year to this season uh you know I, I think Ali's Ali's uh frustrated right now I think he's uh, you know, a little defensive right now in, in post games, and, and that's to be understandable because they're not winning. And you know, we all know the history of sports. Like I, I've covered this professional sports for 28 years now. Should the coach be on the hot seat? Not necessarily, but but if you don't win, that's the case. You know, that's the reality of the job, and he understands that. And there there are going to be arrows thrown his way, and there are going to be questions about his ability. 
Uh, is he a different manager than he was last year? No, of course not. No, no. And he still has the confidence of the group. But when you don't win, there are going to be pointed questions and there are going to be, you know, there, there are going to be uh, uh, people wanting answers out of the manager. You know, you can't change all the players. You can change the manager easier. Uh, you know, Ali's the same guy. The group still respects him. It's just, you know, something's got to change. So, John, on that note, I think the Cardinals have too many outfielders in their mix right now. Like, I just think they have too many options, and I I understand what Ollie's trying to do. He's trying to keep all of them fresh. He's trying to get everybody the opportunities while also juggling the fact that he likes getting Nolan Arenado and Wilson Contreras and Paul Goldschmidt a day off per week from their feet, which, again, makes sense, and this is the same approach that he had last year with those infielders. But when you have Nolan Gorman, who has emerged as an everyday player now, and you have Jordan Walker, who needs to get regular opportunities, and you have Alec Burleson, who at least to start out the season had been hitting so well, well, there's a crunch that takes place, and that crunch has happened on Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill for the majority of this season. When you look at their outfield mix and the way that those guys have been utilized, John, do you think they have too many options in the big league club right now? Yeah, you know, Brent, it's it's one of those things where too much can be can be a bad thing sometimes. You know, it's you know if if you get somebody hurt tomorrow or tonight, having too having too many outfields would be a good thing. You know, but I, I agree with you. I don't think you can keep these guys sufficiently happy. I don't think you can keep them sufficiently uh, in rhythm. Uh, you know, Ollie's has a has a tough job with that. You know, trying to keep five guys. I mean, he said the other day, he said, look, I'm not going to sit here and say it's fair for Dylan Carlson to only play a couple times a week. I'm not fair. It's not fair for Tyler O'Neill to, to have two good games and then have to sit for the third game. So he understands that, you know, it, it's not fair. Uh, you know, I, I really think when this team gets ready to deal, they're going to deal one of these outfielders. Uh, that, that's a position of strength. Uh, those are guys that are wanted around the league. It's just, if you look, Trades don't happen yet. Yeah, nobody's ready to trade yet. Nobody knows exactly what they have with their team yet. You know, you hit that that fifty game mark, uh, sixty game mark. That's that's when teams start looking around and looking to deal. And you know, there's there's a lot of teams out there that would like to have one of the Cardinals outfielders. And uh, you know, I, I think there there could be some movement in, in in that area. You know, maybe in the next three to four weeks or so. Is there a scenario, John? We're talking to John Denton, Cardinals beat writer for MLB.com. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. I'm not saying today, maybe not even tomorrow, but by the end of this road uh, road trip, for example, do you think there's a case to be made that I don't know who it's going to be? Maybe you have a name that makes the most sense for them, whether it's Alec Burleson, Jordan Walker, Dylan Carlson. Is there a case to be made that one of those three should be sent down to AAA so they get everyday opportunities to be able to be in the outfield? Yeah, you know, you could make that case, but I just I don't I don't think they're going to do that to this bunch. I mean, none none of the bunch is struggling, you know. Um, the only name I would say, you know, that that you would send down would be Jordan Walker because you want him to play every day. Like, you know, the Cardinals have always said, if, if Jordan Walker comes here to the Cardinals, he's going to play every day. He's got to play every day, and you know, uh, it, it would be Jordan Walker to be sent down. But Jordan's going to be back in the lineup today. He spent a couple days working on his swing. They're trying to get a guy, you know, he has 25 hard-hit balls this year. They're trying to get him to stop pounding the ball into the ground. They want him to lift those balls and hit more doubles and, and home runs instead of singles back up to the middle. So he spent the past two days working with uh, with Turner Ward. Um, the one person I, I've kind of worried about all along is Dylan Carlson is still a young, young guy. Like, he's a first-round pick. I worry that this rotation is kind of stunting his growth. 
you know, it's kind of hard to make an argument for Dylan that he should play more right now because he hadn't hit the ball well. He had two hits last night. But, you know, he's kind of been the guy that's gotten the shaft. And I just wonder, are you taking a guy who, a former first-round pick, very, very talented, are you stunting his growth long-term? But there's nothing they can do. When you have five outfielders, you kind of have to go with this rotation thing. But, like I said, if there's movement on the trade market, I think it would definitely be, you know, with a Cardinal outfielder. John, do you feel like there's going to be a breaking point for this team to where they are forced into that position, more so in in the sense of, if the struggles continue leading up to blank, that's when they're going to have to find something to do. Yeah, you know, every team has that. Every team hits that point where you know they, where where you decide, hey, we can't keep going like this, and and you have to make a have to make a move and something like that. Uh, you know, they're they're a resolute clubhouse. You know, you asked me earlier about the, the clubhouse. I mean, everybody in there says, look around at all the all stars they have. Look at the good players they have in that locker room and. You know, they're they're a bunch that still thinks they're going to win the division. They still think they're going to win a bunch of games. Uh, you know, maybe it gets a little tougher every night to, to keep saying that when, when you're not winning. But they still think they're going to win. Uh, is there a, is there a breaking point? There always is. If, you know, if you're not winning, uh, you know, I, I used to always say winning's, winning's the best deodorant. It covers up a lot of other stink. It covers up a lot of <laughs> other unhappiness and all that. So. They've got to start winning or or they will hit that breaking point, undoubtedly. undoubtedly. John Din is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Find his work over at Cardinals.com and be sure to follow him on Twitter at John Denton 555. John, I, I was looking this up yesterday because it, it feels like one of the issues for this team, and there are many of them. It, it feels like every night it's something new, honestly, but they've allowed nine unearned runs so far this year. They've made nine outs on the bases, including four at home, which is tied for the second most in Major League Baseball. They've blown five saves. It feels like every night there is something, whether it's a booted ball like it has been the last couple of days with Tommy Edmond or a reliever that can't find his best stuff or the struggles with runners in scoring position, a failed rundown attempt, guys getting thrown out on the bases, being too aggressive coming to home, whatever it is, it, it's just one little thing that becomes a huge thing for them in losing these games. How do they get how do they move on from that? How do they, <laughs> instead of having that that moment come up, how do they overcome those things? Because it feels like they haven't been able to do that so far this year. Yeah, you know, early in the season, I, I thought the, the the hitting was pressing because they weren't playing from behind because the, they weren't pitching. Now they're pitching a little better, and they, the hitting's not there. Um, you know, I, I really think the most disappointing aspect of the season has been the hitting. Uh, we all knew coming into the season they didn't have a stopper. They didn't have a true ace. They didn't have a guy who was going to go out and just mow people down every night. We knew the pitching staff was going to be a, a work in art, a work in progress. I thought they're hitting, even on bad nights, they would score two runs, three runs, and then they would have the you know regularly those five, six, seven run nights. Um, the, the hitting, the, the depth coming out of spring training, I thought they were going to be a lineup that could really do damage all over the place. So, you know, if you go out and score six, seven runs a night, that, that that's going to cover up a lot of those little errors. And you're right. You're right. One little error has kind of thrown this bunch off. And, hey, that's baseball. If you're going to be a 100-win team, you don't you don't let those things bother you. You don't let little issues trip the team up. And, and, and they get good performances all over the field. So, you know, right now it does seem like one little mistake is kind of triggering the, you know, the, the dam is breaking and, and, and everything's going going off a cliff. They just got to get out of, you know, get out of this uh, this skid, 
and have everybody play well. They need every facet of the game to be better. John, it's pretty obvious that all of the panic is on the offense, but I am curious from this last time through the rotation and what we've seen in this last stretch with the bullpen, where's your concern level at with the pitching staff for the Cardinals? I, I think I do think they're better. Uh, you know, there there's still gaping holes in that in that pitching staff. Uh, part of me wants to say, well, you know, Wayno will be back soon. <laughs> Wayno wasn't great yesterday. Uh, you know, the first four batters reached. Uh, he gave up seven hits and, and four and a third yesterday uh, in double A. So, you know, Wayno still got some improvement to do. He wants to up his velocity a little more. We'll see it sharper with his curveball. So, you know, I, I think Wayno will probably be back by the homestand when you when face the Angels. Uh, Jake Woodford's better, but, you know, he's still a victim of a lot of home runs. Miles Michaelis is one of the worst defenders in the league at, at, you know, giving up hits with two outs. This pitching staff has to get better at pitching with two strikes. strikes. Like Steven Matz is going to pitch tonight, uh, his last game against Seattle. He gave up a double on a 1-2 pitch right down the middle, and he gave up a home run on a 0-2 pitch right down the middle. Like those little things matter. And, you know, not grooving a pitch when you're way ahead in the count has been a big deal with this team. So the pitching staff is better. Uh, Jack Flaherty pitched like an ace the other day. He pitched like a stopper. He stopped a losing streak. That's what they need. Uh, if, they, if they're going to be a, a good team, Jack Flaherty has to be that ace at the top of the staff. The pitching staff's better. You know, I, I just think if, if, if the pitching staff could be middle of the pack, I think that'll be good for the Cardinals. John, we'll get you out of here on this, and we appreciate the time as always. In the last eight games, the Cardinals are 2-6, and six, and in that stretch – Paul Goldschmidt's batting 215 with a 660 OPS, and Nolan Arenado is batting 115 with a 265 OPS. Is it as simple as, hey, when those two guys start hitting, and we all know that they will, this is going to look a whole lot different for the Cardinals? Yeah, you know, Brandon, last year during the playoffs, a lot of people pointed fingers at Ryan Helsley, and Ollie should have done this, should have done that. I said, look, the two guys in the middle didn't hit last year. Yeah. They didn't hit in the playoffs. If they don't hit this season, they're not going to win. It's as simple as that. Like that's that's usually three and four in the lineup. They're hitting three. They're hitting two and four now. You know those guys are, are the engine. And, you know this team. If this team's going to be great, they have to be great. Traditionally, they always are. We know how Nolan Arenado is the most obsessed hitter I've ever seen in my life. Like he carries a bat home with him at night. Uh, he's always swinging, air, air swinging. Always working on his swing. You know, he was there at two o'clock the other day on Monday working on his swing. He's going to get right at some point. Paul Paul Goldschmidt's going to get right at some point, and then you're going to see a, a totally different looking offense. But you know, let's face facts: if they hit, they're going to be great. And if they don't hit, the Cardinals aren't going to win. He's John Din. You should be reading his work over on Cardinals.com. You certainly need to be following him on Twitter at John Denton 555. It is an absolute pleasure for us to be able to talk with him regularly this year throughout the Cardinals season. John, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy yourself out in San Francisco and then in L.A. And we'll talk with you again next week. All right. You guys keep up the good work. Take care.